0: The But First Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch. And if it's your first time listening, I'm so glad that you are joining me. Um, just a little disclosure for everyone. Something's going on with my mic and my computer. So I think the sound is fine, but if something seems a little bit off, that is what it is. So thank you for listening anyway. On last week's episode, I discussed transitions And in full disclosure, I often theme from what I need the most, too. And I've been thinking about a core value of mine recently, which is service. Christy McCourt and I discussed service to some extent on episode 12. And I've been feeling a slight, I don't know, feeling of guilt and disconnect because I'm struggling how to help people affected by this pandemic. I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, I don't work in a grocery store or for Amazon, and I've been doing everything, eating local, ordering running shoes from a local company, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm seeing how amazing people are at rising to this challenge. My mom and my neighbor, both who I look up to, are sewing masks in bulk. I've seen people working in our local food pantry. Some people are making their own gardens this year. In fact, I think in this case, picking something that is in your skill set and is local to you is the way to go. This way you don't get overwhelmed and you can tap into your own strengths to do this. And recently, Sarah Aronson, she is um, a local activist and a friend from high school. She was on episode 13. Created this meaningful way specifically for me to give back but it could resonate with other people um, it's called Miles for Monco and basically the Monco PA COVID-19 response fund is a community wide effort to support the immediate needs of residents hit hardest by the pandemic and what I can do and what I signed up to do is to run a race um, for miles for Monco and it's really cool my marathon was canceled all my spring races and summer races i'm assuming and we'll see about the fall but running isn't canceled and i love that that is the kind of idea behind this so you can run the distance of your favorite spring race so you could do a 5k 5 miler 10k 10 miler, half marathon, full marathon, whatever it is and you donate those number of miles as dollars to the Monco PA COVID-19 Respond Fund. So for example, if you love running the 5 miler, you would just pay $5 and you would run it. And it's cool, it's a virtual race, you can run your miles any day, any time. And when you've completed your miles, you just upload a photo on social media and hashtag Monko Strong, and hashtag Monko Miles. So what's really cool about this is 100% of the registration fees will be donated to the fund and if you aren't a runner you can sponsor a runner by donating miles and there's nothing in here that says if you are a walker you could absolutely do this too. So definitely give it a shot and if this one isn't for you maybe you find something that's in your own wheelhouse that you can, I don't know, get motivated to, to give back. And if you are someone who is on the front lines, are those essential workers, thank you for all you're doing. I can't even imagine what you've seen and what you're going through right now. So we definitely appreciate you so much. Today on But a Stretch, I have a special guest joining me to discuss group fitness. And our community member of the week on But for a Stretch is Melissa Schiato, owner of Mix Fitness, which is located in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania. Prior to being a fitness instructor and personal trainer, Melissa was a school teacher for seven years. She combined her love of teaching and love of fitness to help others feel their best. In 2014, Melissa opened Mix, stands for Motivational Inspirational Exercise Experts in Conshohocken and this is a fitness training center which incorporates a personal training approach to group fitness melissa is definitely going to talk about what she does in her classes in this episode but her goal for a mix is to leave clients feeling excited and motivated to reach their own fitness goals melissa has hosted everything from spin to trx to boot camp to kids classes and melissa has always motivated me i hired her as a trainer when i was pregnant And even right now, I'm continuing to take her classes on Friday mornings. And not only is Melissa a great friend, but she's an amazing community leader. She steps up when is needed, and I've seen her lead committees to make our area a better place to live. So this conversation really motivated me, and I hope it resonates with you too. Let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guests. Hi, Melissa. Welcome. Hi, Jen.
1: I'm so excited to be here finally. I've been watching your podcasts and I'm thinking,
0: oh, one day maybe I'll be on. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And how did you get into fitness?
1: Sure. I am from Bucks County. And prior to being a fitness instructor, I was a teacher for seven years. I taught elementary school. My mom was also a teacher. So teaching is in my blood, as people say, but it definitely is in mine. I remember always wanting to be a teacher when I was a child, and, you know, that's pretty much all I did. I went to college, then I went right to school, and was fortunate enough to get a teaching job only two years out of college, which was pretty impressive back then, and I loved every minute of it. I love my students as part of my family. There was um, fourth and fifth grade, mostly sixth grade for half a year, which was interesting. <laughs> um, and I always tell my, my children now that after sixth grade, they're on their own because mommy only taught up to sixth grade, <laughs> 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 kidding. But, um, I enjoyed that and never in a million years that I think I would not always be a teacher. Um, even after I was pregnant, I cleaned out my classroom for, for my, uh, long-term sub, And, you know, of course, as anyone would do, left some of my stuff there because I knew I was coming back and I never went back. Um, It was a little tough, but I had my daughter at home who I loved more than anything. And she became my life. Two years later, I had twins. So that definitely prolonged (laughs) any chance I had of going back to the classroom anytime soon. And as luck would have it, I had been a fitness instructor all along since about 2000. uh, The year 2000 is when I started teaching my first aerobics class. (laughs) And back in 2000, it was called aerobics. That's what we called it. And I taught two nights a week and Saturday mornings and loved it. The women were great and it was just a lot of fun and a really nice environment. And I continued doing that all through, so nonstop 20 years now, um, through pregnancy with Julia, my first child. I worked out, um, not as aggressively as I did with the twins because I was a little nervous <laughs> with my first time, but I still went to the gym every day. And then even little Julia would go to the gym in the daycare every day with mommy. And that was our little routine. She went to the gym too. Um And at that time, after I had Julia, one of the trainers had said to me, Melissa, you should get your personal training certification because you can make more money and less time and really, you know, consider doing this. And I was like, that's a great idea. So that's what I did. And that was December of 06, I believe, Um, about then that became certified as a personal trainer and continued that now in my classes and as a personal trainer, both any of my clients, I went right to my teacher brain and they were my students, much like a teacher. They were very important to me. And early on in my career as a personal trainer, while I was at super fit gym, the other personal trainers would say, you know, why are you giving them workouts to do? on their own. Why are you showing them what to do by themselves? Like you want them to need you. Do you not get that? Like personal trainer, you're going to, they're not going to need you. Honest to God. And I would, and I would, I just looked at them like, I want them to be independent learners. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would want in my students. I didn't say that, but that's what it was like. Of course I want them to be independent I said, I want them to own this and be, it's their health. It's their wellness. I want them to be confident and successful. So that has been my um, belief with what I do for my clients and my students interchangeably uh, all along. So for 20 years now, I've been doing
0: that. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Yeah, When (laughs) you were training me, I remember you were like, this is what you need to be doing when we're not together. (laughs) Yeah, it's your
1: homework. That's what I even (laughs) said.
0: Now, not all trainers will do that.
1: Uh, Some trainers, some trainers do, for sure. But there are trainers that truly, like the ones that said that to me, truly believe that you should be paying me three times a week or twice a week. And I just don't think that's feasible for anyone to do, unless you're a millionaire.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um so what is the most rewarding part of your job?
1: Uh by far when I have a client who reaches a milestone or share something with me that because of you I can now fill in the blank. And that is worth all the money in the world. It's just amazing. As recently as Last week, I think it last week or the week before, I had a client, she's 68 years old, and she, God bless her, works out with me every day, at least once, if not twice or three times. Last week she did three in inter- a the three classes I teach, she did all of them last week. Oh. And she said to me, "I can finally do jumping jacks." Oh. And for her, that was a big deal. Another client, "I can finally do push-ups." Push-ups are a big one. <laughs> um, or or even maybe it's not a physical thing. Maybe it's a, oh, my gosh, I really look forward to exercising now, and I used to hate it.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And that, to me, is the most rewarding thing. That's awesome. To so, know I made somebody feel better in their life. And in doing so, made them healthier, you know? Mm-hmm. so And it shows me that they have internalized it, And even if they stop coming to me, they'll continue Mm -hmm. to do that and have a better life because of me.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that It sounds silly, but... No, and I love how... The bottom line, it is, right? Yeah. You know? I love how you do like a mantra at the beginning, like a weekly mantra and so we
1: actually do them every day
0: every day well yeah I didn't, I didn't hear it Friday morning and I said I, I, I texted you I was like what was the mantra I need to know yes yes and that's something that I, I you know
1: it's it's a little bigger than your workout right so on Friday for example it was feeling fit now that's related to fitness and exercise but it's the idea of what are you saying to yourself. What are you telling yourself, teaching yourself? Uh, you know? So you start saying that those positive things to yourself, you'll start to believe them, and then you'll start to uh, create that same life. Then, next thing you know, you are fit. Like you're, you are doing push ups, you are doing jumping jacks because you believe you are. Yeah. Big mind, mind and muscle, mind and body connection for sure.
0: So what's the most challenging part of your job? (laughs) There's a few. (laughs) This was hard.
1: (laughs) I'm going to give you the top two. Okay. And the one I think might only be for me. So I'm going to give you the one general one that I believe all trainers have a hard time with, all fitness instructors, business owners in our field have a hard time with. And that is balancing your own wellness when you are spending so much time working out with clients and helping clients. Um, <clears throat> it takes a physical toll on your body to do it, be an instructor. Uh, and I do my classes with my clients, m- probably 90% of the classes actually right now we're virtual because of COVID 19. I'm doing a hundred percent with my <laughs> clients, excuse me, but I have had on several occasions I've tried, maybe I'm sick, maybe I'm injured and I'm, talking through it and just guiding them every time. I don't, why aren't you doing it? We like it when you do it with us. Can you do it with us? (laughs) Why aren't you doing it with us? (laughs) And I, and I believe that's because of the energy that you give off when you're doing something that really feels good. Mm -hmm. So people enjoy that. So that's why I do. So the most challenging thing I think is finding time for your own, what your body needs. I love to run and I really don't have that time. I really don't have, um, you know, maybe my joints aren't holding up as well right now. So that's very challenging across the board. I think for all of us trainers and instructors personally, <laughs> and it might be others too, but I feel like I have a very, um, thin skin as far as getting my feelings hurt and taking things personally because I'm so personal. Because, as I said, um, I feel like my clients are my students. I, you know, give them 100% of me as I, that's just me. So, when, unfortunately, when I have stu- I said students, when I had clients that, you know, either just move on for whatever reason that's unknown to me, that's probably the worst. And that hurts the worst. And even when I have clients who say to me, you know, Melissa, I just can't afford this anymore, or um, you know, I I just can't keep coming. It's just so that's my biggest challenge: not feeling bad and taking it personally.
0: Yeah, I think that is so hard, you know, for for any human out there.
1: Yeah, say <laughs> so maybe it's not just me.
0: I guess a lot of the trainers and I know are men too. Mm.
1: So I think it might be easier for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to dive into the workout portion. And my first question is, how does your mixed fitness model differ from other health fitness class-based centers?
1: Uh, again, I'll go back to my teaching background. And I am your teacher. I am not your instructor or your trainer. Um, because I will teach you, I will show you, I will model. And I apply educational, um, I don't want to sound silly to say, but paradigms, Mm -hmm. (laughs) educational teaching and beliefs that are effective for learning to fitness. So I have that above someone who might not have an educational background and how to teach people. Something that everybody understands you could be a genius and you couldn't explain to somebody how to do something because you don't have that set of skills. So I have this set of skills that will encourage you, instruct you, and guide you to be your best in the um, fitness industry. And I also believe that I do a nice job of. Um, providing differentiated instruction, another teaching term. If there's teachers listening, they'll love all this, um, that every single class that I teach, anybody can do. I mean, you can't have severe handicaps, obviously, but like you say, Oh, I'm out of shape. Nope. You can do every, anyone. I will provide a modification for every move I do I will give you something you can do that's on your level. It's going to be the same idea, the same muscle groups, the same uh, goal being accomplished at another level. So those two things, you are being guided, encouraged with a educational professional and at your level, pretty much everything. I also believe in changing my schedule frequently to avoid plateaus and avoid um, your body just getting stale and stagnant. So I I think those are the biggest differences. We're not somewhere. And right now, before the shutdown, I did have two other girls teaching spin classes for me, but you will have me teaching everything. It's Melissa all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I make it my job. And my, um, it's my pleasure to know my clients and know their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So you're having a personal trainer and a fitness class.
0: And so. I like how you explained why you change up your schedule, because I think that's really important if you're trying to yeah. become stronger, more fit. Right.
1: Yeah. And I, I even go to a whole other level with it. And this is again planning as like a um, curriculum planning would be where I know for the next, I'll, I'll know for the month or two months my general goals, right? Cardiovascular, uh, strength, flexibility, stability. I know all these goals that I have, but I will look at my clients and I will say, oh, geez, Jackie's only coming Tuesday and Thursday. Has she been only doing cardio all the time? No, no, no. And I am able to address those um, scenarios as well with my planning that I do. So I do short and long-term scheduling and planning.
0: That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my next question you kind of answered, do you think Mix offers everyone a little bit of something? (laughs) And I, I, yes, I do. <laughs> so do you have a specific type of client? Like when people um, are looking at you and join your um, mixed fitness, what are, what kind of people do you attract?
1: I primarily have females. I, I have had a handful of men as well um, that has been long-term clients. And I think um, it's personal. I think it's a personal connection that people make with me. And I also believe that it's what they're seeking. Are they seeking someone that's going to encourage them, guide them, change things, make it fun? Um, Or are they looking for a drill sergeant who's going to not be very engaging um, emotionally or socially and just kind of yell at them and tell them what to do? Some people want that. Some people do not want someone in their life. (laughs) And honestly, God, it's so funny because I have, um, something else that we, we, I've started doing is, uh, goals. We do, it's called mixed goal getters. So each month we pick one thing and it actually started in the beginning of 2020 because my, um, mantra for January in the beginning of the year was just one thing. So if you can do just one thing to improve your health, that's all you have to do today but it has to be one thing. So that kind of grew, grew into, um, just one goal for yourself for the entire month. So often, and I'll get on, I'll get to this later, I think in our discussion, but so often people want to lose 10 pounds, um, firm up my thighs tone my triceps and like by next month. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> right? We're maybe, but we we're 18, 20, that maybe could have happened, maybe. <laughs> right? But um, picking just one thing, and I check in every Friday and I talk to my clients. I say, How was your week? I'm a little bit of a counselor to some people. And I brought this up because some of my clients don't even want to do it. All right. Do you have a goal you're working on for May? Nope. No, thank you. And that's fine. That's them. They don't want me doing that for them. They don't need that. And I understand that. So my typical or like who I have as clients are primarily, primarily female. And I would say how, although I have a range from anywhere from like 22 to 70 year old clients, the crux is probably 35 to about 55. And there are women, many of whom have children and at that at this point in their lives, their children are older and or grown and it's time that they're working on themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're spending this time kind of looking at themselves and investing more time to improve their life and spending more time, talking about it too, like making goals and talking to me about it. Um, I don't tend to keep people, (laughs) I don't tend to keep people who don't really have any purpose other than I just want to get my butt kicked. They don't really say that much. I mean, they, my clients love to be challenged, but they also expect because I give them more and they, they appreciate that.
0: And if you take Melissa's class, she will definitely kick your butt if that's what you want. <laughs> that's just, right. That's a side effect.
1: But um, that's not all they want, we yeah. should say. They're mm-hmm. they're actually at that point where they are ready to work on themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's more like, I hate saying like a life coach or a Like, I hate that phrase. Like, I just hate that phrase. But that's kind of what it's like. It's like, I'm ready for change but I need help yeah so that's where these people are
0: that's awesome and what's the biggest misconception people have prior to working <laughs> out with you <laughs> well um, that all those things that I mentioned earlier
1: the tight you know, thighs tone triceps and lose 10 pounds it's gonna happen overnight
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: a, a very big misconception is how long things take to happen and mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. especially at, at my typical client age, between 35 or older. It takes longer and it's, you know, a more, excuse me, arduous process than they think. They also don't understand the importance of nutrition. Mm, I was going to ask that because I think that... I do not. A lot of, I, I am shocked and it actually is upsetting to me because I feel, I'm like, oh my gosh, why don't you know this? I'm really shocked at how little grown women understand about what they need to eat for their body Mm -hmm. and what they need to eat. Um, just in general, just like, you know, what's a carb, something as simple as that, or protein. I don't like meat. I don't want to eat protein. There's other protein sources that aren't meat like things, you know, the importance of greens a goal that I'm—I think—four of my clients have right now is drinking enough water each day.
0: Yeah, it's—it's it's getting. Like they don't even—they didn't
1: realize how much water they should be drinking. So I think that's the their biggest misconception is how long things take, um, in the nutrition piece. Yeah. Um, you wish you could out—you know—you wish you could out-exercise what you eat. And, again, that 18-year-old might be able to do that. (laughs) Um, But when you grow up, (laughs) you cannot do that anymore. And it's just bottom line. It's not healthy. You need to think about health overall. Yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite workout? Because you teach a lot of classes.
1: I I do. (laughs) I do. Now, if I were by myself, I would strength train – day after i would do nothing but strength training okay i love strength training so my favorite thing to teach is interval classes which is my mix it up monday class because we do um four sets of strength work with short bursts of interval for cardio intervals between so you get a little bit of everything and it's perfect for everyone like Every single one of my clients can do it. And I love it. And that changes every week. We love it.
0: <laughs> I also am a big fan of kickboxing too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And since you obviously have a lot of people coming to you as beginners, what is some advice that you would give people who want to get started in fitness?
1: So to clarify what you, your question, mm-hmm. as a trainer or a client? As a client. Oh, as a client. I would say, trust me, <laughs> if you're coming to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm never going to, this is what I tell tell them all the time, I'm not going to have you do something you're not capable of doing. That's part of my job, is to know limits for people, and I've learned, you know, this is part of the personal training. Training is to learn about, body. you know, types of body types, um, physical... And, um, either like everything, your age, your, the way your body, your, your stature, your physical, um, composition, body mechanics, everything. So I won't have you be doing even kickboxing. For example, I might say it to a brand new client and during COVID, Right now, I have disabled my mind-body, so any new client needs to speak to me Mm. via email or phone because you're not going to be able to sign up, but you can call the number that says, please call. So I don't have anyone, and I prefer this. So there's been little things that have happened through um, the shutdown recently that I will continue to do. That I've learned are better for me and my business model um, because I want you, I don't want you just to walk in off the street and feel defeated or feel like that was way too hard for me. I can't do that. And I've had that happen in the past. And that's something I've learned and um, modified for myself as a trainer. Um, because again, as a student, my, one of my students, I wouldn't give a fourth grade student a seventh grade assignment and have them fail so i scaffold and provide the instruction you need the practice you need to get you ready for the higher level movements and exercises that you might want to get to just today we do a sunday stretch every sunday um which is exact exactly what it sounds like <laughs> literally stretch from head to toe and i set up if any of any listeners know frog pose okay i showed them right (laughs) exactly if you know frog pose that's not for just anybody that's stretching um we had been working really intensely on our hips today and we were we had finished boat we had fished pin pigeon um where else we had done recline and then the reverse pigeon on your back happy baby like everything you can imagine i did um goddess squats and then all the way down to yogi squat to stand several times and i said now i'm going to show you what we're going to work toward just watch mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's an example as of um, baby you know several years ago i would have popped right into frog and now we're going to do frog which is a higher level <laughs> <laughs> that's, tough. that's a and tough it, stretch it's very <laughs> tough yeah um, but I can do it so why can't they do it you know mm-hmm. or I'm going to make this really challenging
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I need to, it needs to be just the right amount of challenge and success yeah um, What's the? So right I, I don't know if I didn't really answer I guess trust me as your trainer mm-hmm. is what I would say and back to what would you tell them and as far as working on your own like what what would I say to someone that wants to get in shape? Like my, my mm-hmm. sister-in-law just had a baby. Melissa, what should I do? You know, well, you need to be taking care of your body. That's the bottom line. Are you eating well? What does that mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Mm. All of those are the groundwork. So if you're stuck at one of those, you're not going to be able to excel and um, continue physically if your if your groundwork isn't stable. So that's something else I would say.
0: And what do you think is the hardest part for people when they decide they want to get into shape? Like, what are the roadblocks they face?
1: The biggest roadblocks is t- time. When am I going to do this? Especially for moms and moms of young children, as you know. Um, <laughs> And I, fortunately for not for me, I'm a morning person. Long before I even met my husband, I was working in a gym, opening the gym at 445 in the morning. And that's still when I get up now, you know, like, um, and I have an amazing husband and support system in my, in my family, um down to my children now who are 14 and 11 I can't believe but they are very supportive uh finding the time is a roadblock for most people um in the morning i always tell people in the morning you're not going to get called into a meeting you're not going to have um I don't know. You're not going to have as many interruptions that are out of your control. You may have a sick child, but that's really it. In the morning. You are your biggest, mm. um, uh, I want to call it, like deterrent. If you don't get up. At night, anything under the sun is going to happen. You're going to get stuck at work. You're going to get stuck in traffic. You have to make dinner. Now I'm just exhausted. Now, like, so I try to direct people to work out in the morning, because that's truly time for yourself that you can carve out as a mom. Um, some people, excuse me, I know some moms like time at like 10, 11 o'clock at night, that they carve out for themselves. But I, I don't know how you can exercise at that time. But I do have, you know, I have had friends that that's when they'll sit and like do emails or read a book or watch TV, not till like then. Um, so finding the time and making that a priority for yourself. I say this probably every day, if not more than once a day, if you don't take care of yourself first, you cannot take care of your family best. And as soon as you have kids, you know that if you don't, I'm talking a lot of pizza people who have kids, if you don't have kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, you're starting out, I would strongly recommend again, working out in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're physically ill by that thought, like some people are just, I'm not a morning person. I don't know. I, I just have seen, I have seen a lot and I've, <laughs> I I know what works. Yeah. People, if I look at my cancellations for classes, I would have half as many cancellations early as I do later in the day.
0: And that's just a fact. So. How many personal clients do you train?
1: varies obviously right now I'm probably at about 25 to 30 oh and that's not Mm one-on-one those are all my clients Mm -hmm. I'm not doing right now I don't have any personal okay since we've been virtual it's kind of I feel like it was like strange to do a Mm one-on-one through zoom um so and I again this goes back to a long time ago when the other client my other trainer saying Why would you do that? I encourage my personal training clients to join a group. Mm -hmm. I, that's, you know, if they're ready for it, it's, they're going to save money. Number one, number two, you get the energy of the group and you get a community. It's just, that's more me.
0: Yeah.
1: But as a teacher, I would always rather teach a class than a tutor. That's what personal training reminds me of, tutoring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never thought of that, did you? No, I like that. Yeah. Um, is there a workout we all should be doing? I think interval training. Okay. I really do. Strength, strength training,
1: um, you know, total body strength training, upper body, lower body, with um, short bursts of cardio, like jump jacks, jump squats, burpees, jump ropey, then Heidi's shuffle, and it'll change it up make it go fast. And it also, um, gets you everything you need, mm-hmm. gets you your cardio, your strength. Um, something I started doing this week since we've been home, um, I'm teaching 17 classes a week myself, which gets to be a lot, but I also get so bored and I need to keep changing things, because I think if I'm bored, that means my clients must be bored, too, and I won't have that. So <laughs> we started some new stuff this week, and I'm really excited about, and I've never done it like this, and it's been really cool, um, 5, 4, three, two, one. So they're timed sets, so we'll have a five-minute set, and that might be... All arms, biceps, triceps, shoulders, five for five minutes. Then we'll go. This is actually a preview for my mixed power class on Saturday. And then four minutes we're going to spend on legs. Three minutes we'll spend chest and chest and back. Let's say two minutes we'll spend on another section. One minute cardio. Do it all again. Like for the duration of the hour of the class. But it's different each time. That's so fun. It's so much fun. And let me tell you something. I'll say, okay, so each each um, segment, you'll do 10 reps on your own pace. So, Jen, the class you take with me, I count us out. Mm-hmm. And I go pretty quick. Like we And we like. But this way, you're doing it at your level, at your pace. And it might even be better. Because you're more, you know, you're more um, engaged and doing it more completely and not just trying to keep up. It's pretty cool. So awesome. We did our summer body boot camp for two weeks now. And it was eight minute rounds, four exercises, 15 repetitions each, just for eight minutes. It was really cool. So they, they really, and the feedback I've gotten is that I feel like I can do it better. I feel like I'm, you know, having more success. So that's been something that's been neat to um, learn as well. I'm trying to look at the bright side
0: of the COVID. <laughs> I like that. I think, I think that's one of the best parts about working with you is like, you are positive positive. And I feel I like feel. I
1: tried very much.
0: Yes. And I feel like it's not in a way that you're trying like so hard to be positive. <laughs> like it's yeah. like, it's so genuine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I do. I love. Yes.
1: I want that for others too. I want people to be happy and feel good.
0: Yeah, so. You, we're so lucky that you stopped teaching and oh! are <laughs> tra- training other people for that reason. <laughs> and well, thank you. And
1: it has and it has taken me. We've talked
0: before about
1: um, being teachers and moms and being in the fitness world. Um, very similar stories. Mm-hmm. And it took me probably until about a year or two. So remember, my oldest daughter will be fifteen. So, over 10 solid years for sure to make that um, reconnection and say, No, you're still a teacher. Mm-hmm. Every August, I would get sad. Mm-hmm. Every August, up until about two years ago, because I failed. I'm not a teacher. And that's what I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's what would go, that's what I would play in my mind, you know, at, whenever it was back to school time. And it's just. I made, I finally got to the point where I made the connection that yes, you are a teacher and you're teaching people how to be healthier and hopefully even live longer. And how important is that? Yeah. So, you know, if I can use my teaching skills, which I do in this environment, that's huge.
0: I love that.
1: (laughs) And I am, and I am fulfilled. (laughs) You know, and that's, I, I do not make a lot of money. I do not wish to make a lot of money. Um, I'm fortunate that my husband can provide for us and takes care of us and not everyone has that. I understand, but I do, and I'm very grateful for it, but I'm also genuinely grateful for the, um, opportunity I have and for my clients. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah. Um, So, we do our three wrap-up questions every episode. I'm so excited to hear what you're going to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what stretches are you doing in your own life for you? Yeah.
1: So, for me, I like to um, explain this as stretching, like, spiritually and internally. I journal every day. And let me tell you, I've been doing – a friend of mine um, – I'm going to give him a shout out, even though I don't know if I'll we'll ever know, but some of your listeners might know him and his wife. She's wonderful. Um, Mike Ubaldini, his wife, Robin was a teacher at Plymouth. And they moved to Arizona probably four years ago. Now, Mike and I were friends at, from the gym and I had a little rough, a little rough sp- spot there. Um, as far as um, like this, like what, what am I doing with my life? I should be a teacher. And I knew Robin was a teacher and, you know, he, we would talk about, well, you're, what I'm doing, whatever. And he's the one that recommended journaling. And he said, all you have to do is get a little notebook, wake up every morning, and write something you're thankful for. Just start with that. And that's what I did. Well, now I'm writing, like, at least a full page. And sometimes I have to, like, to make myself stop to move on with my day. But I wake up in the morning excited to do that. Excuse me. And it still includes what I'm grateful for. It still includes um, things I'm worried about, thinking about um, for myself or my family. And recently I've had a few other little hiccups happen. Um, You know, this is hard for everyone with the um, COVID-19 shutdowns and all the stress that it entails. And I've been able to journal through things that before would have weighed me down for months probably and able to like take a look at what I'm writing and say, oh my gosh, now stop that That's that's ridiculous you know that this isn't how it really is or things like that, so journaling is my very best stretch that I'm doing right now <laughs> and I recommend it, and start just by how I did, start by writing something you're grateful for, my girls and I Every single day, now that they've been home with me, I start on the sheet of paper every morning on the counter. I am grateful for dot, dot, dot. And I date it. And then each of us, my son and my husband will not do it. And that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Not manly (laughs) enough, I guess. (laughs) Colors and stuff. But the girls and I, every day, write something down that we're grateful for. And I hope that's something that they continue to do for themselves. That's awesome. It's it's an amazing mindset.
0: It is, and I think yeah. it's it's helpful because that's always my question: like, how do people get started? And you were very. That's happy. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's thanks to
0: Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that
1: that's what I'm doing, and I love it. I've I've been through. Oh my goodness, I don't know how. And now, wait, okay. So here's the bad side of journaling. Once you fill up your journals, you don't want to throw them away. No. So I have all these journals. <laughs> And I'm like what am i going to do with all these journals but i have them <laughs> if nothing else it's a reminder mhm so in yeah, i guess i suppose i could go back and read them but i don't know maybe <laughs> one day maybe one day but i have them so that's a, that's a beware you will have journals <laughs> unless you do it on the computer which some you know technical technology technologically advanced young people as yourself, you guys might do that. <laughs> then you don't have journals. <laughs> I just need to be able to write it though.
0: <laughs> I think, I think that's also like putting the pen to the paper. Yes. something. There's something about that.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's another way if you're struggling with um, maybe confidence or uh, self appreciation and self love, Every time, it's almost like I'm a a fifth grade girl, I sign off with a heart and a smiley face and an XL, and that's to me.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) Every day.
1: Yep. Silly, but it works.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, what's something you're doing in your life for you? Like enjoying, it could be the journaling, it could be something else.
1: Yeah. So it's definitely journaling for sure. But I am also, and I'm I'm afraid to say it out loud because you know I know I'm a minority here. I am enjoying being home with my kids. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like it has been a gift to Fortunately, be healthy, my God. I mean, that's number one. Every day in my journal, I'm healthy. I am grateful for my health and the health of my family. That's like how it starts almost every day. Aww. It looks like the same every day. But um, and that obviously being said, I feel like I it was, it's been a gift. Um, I know it's harder with smaller children um, for people. And I know it's harder for people who have a job that they're working full time on the computer, having calls, having meetings, having deadlines. I understand that pressure. I, I truly do. I see my husband handling that he's been home, but for me, um, I spent, I mean the last three months, almost now have been the best I've had for a very, very long time. I have avoided drama, um, negativity, anything from the outside in, in our house is a happy, loving, safe, feeling, feel good place. I'm either teaching my clients virtually, which I love doing and be, and I have amazing clients, amazing clients. Mm -hmm. If they're listening, they know, I always tell them and you know, you're (laughs) one of them. Um, so I love that. And if I'm not doing that, I am, I almost could cry I'm I'm getting like a little emotional I am teaching my children so I am being the teacher that I always was and have always known I am to the three children that matter the most to me in the entire world so again minority I understand I am but that's what I'm enjoying
0: I'm so happy
1: that's beautiful yeah thank you (laughs) And it really is. I, I feel like it really is. It's almost like in a, a very strange way, I'm going to be sad when it goes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my, my kids and this, I, I don't, another thing that I'm grateful for. And I've, I've written about this. My kids have, do not say I'm bored or I miss this person or I want to go here. or I want to do this. They love each other. And they fight, please. Like, I would be lying if I didn't say they fought. But they really do get along very well. Um, Give each other the space they all need. And it's been really great. really has. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And finally, I I feel like that's, like, so beautiful. Like, what is something you can't stop (laughs) talking about? (laughs) Well, my mind...
1: So I don't know if it's more talking about or thinking about. My mind is constantly thinking about different classes. Okay. And, and, like, different exercises or different ways to incorporate... Another thing that I didn't talk too much about that I love to do is I love to blend um, types of workouts together. <clears throat> so I have a lot of yoga... I know Laurie, uh, Rakin is a yoga instructor and I have been blessed as well with you on Fridays. Laurie takes, um, one of my 6am classes, either Tuesdays or Thursdays usually. And, um, it's been, it's that to me, I always want to say, and I told my husband this huge, huge, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Honor. To have you and Laurie, another instructor, both who I have great respect for, take my class. thats That makes me feel wonderful. So I really love that. And I work yoga into a lot of my... Oh, you've actually had. Sometimes Friday we do. Mm-hmm. I work a lot of yoga poses in, Pilates poses in, because I want my... Oh my gosh, I keep calling them students. I want my clients <laughs> to have a Mm well-rounded fitness experience so that's what I'm always thinking like oh my gosh how could I do this and how could I or like the different timed intervals like that's where my mind always is (laughs) so much so that my kids now, I will just like (laughs) break out I'll be sitting we'll be watching tv and I'll just be thinking about something I'll get up and, like, do the bizarre move that I was thinking
0: in my head. Do you do that? I did that this morning. I was like, I want to do yeah. this, like, crunch in class today. And uh-huh. my husband's like, what are you doing? Like, I just got on the yes. floor and
1: did this. Don't get used to it. Don't worry. <laughs> of my years like my, my whole family's just like, oh, she's doing it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's that's really it. And, like, when I tell you that and I say that's, that's all I'm thinking about, how lucky is that? Mhm. I mean, I'm blessed. That's where, that's what I get to spend time thinking about. You know, I don't have worries or bad thoughts or scary thoughts. So that's great.
0: Oh, Melissa, thank you so much for being on this episode. That was my pleasure. I'm so honored. And
1: I've been waiting. I, I always see them. I see your podcast and I'm like, oh, maybe
0: one day. <laughs> And now it's my day. So I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm definitely I'm going to put your um your website and information in the show notes for everyone to check you out.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And just know,
1: you know, trust me. <laughs> trust That's you. my biggest thing to anybody. Trust me, try me. <laughs> and you'll you will be successful.
0: Okay, so I don't know about you, but I have two new goals for this week. Definitely to drink more water and start journaling again. I used to journal when I was pregnant with my kids, but it's definitely taken a backseat. Melissa's way of journaling makes me feel like I can do it. Uh, Melissa is offering classes via Zoom right now. Her schedule changes weekly, but the times are pretty consistent. She has a 6 a.m. and noon class each weekday. And she also has like a 7, 15 a.m. or 9 a.m. class as well, depending on the day. But some of them are spin classes, and she's running out her bikes right now, which might be a great option. And I know some of the classes also you don't need much equipment or any equipment, depending on the class. She's also teaching two classes on Saturday and two classes on Sunday. You can find her information at mixedfitnessconchi.com. I will put that in my show notes as well as the miles from Mongo link. And definitely follow Melissa on Facebook, on Instagram. She posts um, motivational challenges and different things that you can be doing throughout the week if you can't attend class, which, as she mentioned before, is her whole strategy. She wants you to take care of your own fitness and practice on your own too. So definitely check her out. Melissa's daily mantra Is so motivational and this meditation I've created is going to follow that idea it's going to be about cultivating happiness so wherever you are start to come to a comfortable position it can be seated it can be laying down and if it's laying down just be mindful that You don't fall asleep and you stay focused on your breath. And if you're sitting in a chair, make sure your feet are touching the earth. If you're sitting cross-legged, make sure you maybe even sit on a blanket or something that can help the spine grow a little bit more and take any kind of pressure off the legs. I know for me, sometimes I like to sit on a block or a blanket when I meditate. When you get seated, just start to bring awareness to your breath. Just breathe in. Breathe out. Start your meditation with the intention that all is well and on what will bring you happiness. Notice your mental state, breathe in, breathe out. Bring awareness to your body. Focus on the chest, the abdomen, and the shoulders. Breathe in. Breathe out. Notice the body become more open. Inhale ease. Exhale tension. As you breathe, make space to feel the happiness all over. Let a feeling of happiness. Travel from the tip of the head. Through the center of the body. All the way down to the feet. Let it sink in. And starting to bring some movement back into the body. Maybe stretching the legs out. Maybe reaching the arms up to the sky. You can roll out your wrists here. Moving the fingers and toes. When you're ready, gently blink open your eyes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. My name is Jen McCracken. You can follow me at FitFamConchi on Facebook, on Instagram. You can also follow my personal handles, Jennifer McCracken and JenniferMC3 on Instagram. If you have any questions, if there's anything you'd like to hear on this show, any stretch that you are interested in learning more about, please reach out to me. I hope you have a wonderful day.